News, I'm Hope Duggar. Broadcasting live from the KSHP studios in the heart of Las Vegas, Nevada. It's time to get on the right side of sports betting. It's time for the Odds Couple. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to the Odds Couple. This show is about sports, sports betting. My name is Scott Pritchard, a professional sports better handicapper, joined as always by my good friend, co-host Brett Grant. Good morning, Scott. How are you? Who's this pretty lady sitting next to us? She looks familiar. Thank God she looks like her mother. No doubt about that. I hope she has her mother's personality as well. My daughter, Skyler, field trip, summer school, Las Vegas. Bring your daughter to work day. I Welcome, like Skyler. it. Skyler, great to have you with us. We've got you muted, but at least you can listen to the show. This is The Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio, live and worldwide on Vegas. Video network, live chat up and running. Keep those questions, comments, concerns coming. Studio line is open at 702-221-7283. That's 221-7283. We're going to be talking baseball NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup final getting going. Uh, Lionel Hollins for the Memphis Grizzlies had a great year for the Grizzlies, even though management traded away his best player in Rudy Gay. And uh, their bench, they traded away his bench. But Lionel Hollins is out as the coach of the Memphis Grizzlies. What say you? Well, a 56-win season, the best season they've ever had when it comes to uh, their life in Memphis from the NBA, Lionel Hollins, who spent some time here in Las Vegas coaching the now-defunct Las Vegas Bandits. When you look at, Scott, the fact that are you fired or are you just, hey, we forgot to send you a piece of paper for you to <laughs> sign? Um, I don't know. I mean, you win 56 games, you take your team to the farthest they've ever gone before, and you get rewarded with, no thanks, we don't want you anymore. Uh, you know. I'm a loyalty guy, and I understand the NBA is all about, or all professional sports is about uh, loyalty is nothing anymore, but I think it's garbage. So you frankly. feel bad for Lionel Yeah, I feel Hollins. bad for him. I mean, he went to the Western <laughs> Conference Finals. They've never been there before. He's taken the franchise f- to new heights. Can he, can he? Is he the right guy? I guess management basically is saying, you're not the guy to take us to the next level. Well, how do you know? He traded all my players away. I had no bench. Would they have beaten, could they have beaten Memphis or beaten San Antonio had they had a bench? Probably not, but still. Well, I mean, going into that series, the San Antonio Spurs hosting the Memphis Grizzlies, remember it opened basically a pick. I mean, the early money, it opened minus 110 with the Spurs, even though they had home court advantage. These two teams split during the course of the regular season, but all the wise guy sharp money came in on my San Antonio Spurs. Pop knows best. Greg Popovich, the best coach on the planet. And there was a reason why there was a move from minus 10 to minus 50 because a lot of people saw what you and I saw, knowing that the Spurs are proven. I call it the Greg Popovich Invitational, the fact that that team had been to the Western Conference Finals now eight times in the past 15 years. But the fact of the matter is, it's challenging. I mean, I think this Memphis Grizzlies team overachieved, and I think Lionel Hollins had a lot to do with that. Now, I was, I've was i always been a big fan of Lionel Hollins. I remember being in the seventh grade, 1977. They were down two games to none to the Philadelphia 76ers. Hollins on that Portland Trailblazers team with Maurice Lucas and, of course, Bill Walton, and they came back to win four straight games. A very good player 
a very good coach. He's a player's coach, but I feel that initially I questioned the trade. I didn't think it made that much sense. How can you trade away your best player, Rudy Gay, to Toronto? You get rid of two to three key bench players, and yet Lionel Hollins called out management at the time. He was upset. I was upset because I was riding the Grizzlies up to that right. time, but I'm thinking, hey, man, if the coach is not happy and the, you traded away your bench and your best player, so I started betting against the Grizzlies, and I started losing. <laughs> well, I, he's got to give some credit then. I mean, he's been there for four years. His first year, they won 40 games and missed the playoffs. His second year, 46 games, lost in the Western Conference semifinals. The next year, 41 games and they lost in the first round. This year, 56 games, and they make it to the Western Conference Finals. They've improved, you know, from 40 wins to 56 wins, from a 480 team, basically, to a 680 team. There aren't too many 680 win percentage teams in the NBA. Those guys don't grow on trees. Ironically, they're going to go after the guy from Denver, George Carl, who can never win in the postseason, who might be their next head coach. Yeah, the NBA Coach of the Year let go. In the recycle bin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll obviously find a job somewhere. George Carl, one of my least favorite coaches for the Denver Nuggets, I respect. I mean, you, you don't have to know why it is. Sometimes the less you know, the more you know. With George Carl, for whatever reason, he's a great regular season coach, but his style of coaching does not equate to postseason success. In nine years with the Denver Nuggets, where they had talent, one time in nine years, the Nuggets advanced past the first round yeah and, and you know George Carl though because of his name because of his reputation because of how good he's been overall whether he gets the Memphis job or not he'll still be in consideration for other jobs very quickly I, I guess I'm reading now the overwhelming favorite is Grizzlies assistant coach Dave Jorger I guess uh, he said he is the overwhelming favorite to succeed him so they're gonna it looks like from what I'm reading potentially hire from within from somebody within Lionel's own coaching staff so does that scream of treason that maybe somebody was working behind the scenes on him? I wonder, because you have to remember, no one's talking about this, but Bayless, the reserve guard who's a very good player, he mm. got into a shoving match. I mean, they picked it up on national TV. I believe it was the last game, game four, in the Western Conference Finals. There was a real problem with Bayless and the coach, Hollins. So I don't know if that had anything to do with that, but I do like the fact that the Grizzlies are promoting within maybe – you can find it within your heart to do the same thing here. Brett is the general manager owner of KSHP, and if you want to promote within and one day have me own the station, <laughs> I would be open to that, something I, to keep in mind. I think I'd rather have Skylar <laughs> as my partner over here. She, she's, she's pretty happy about that. She too. works well with others, unlike yeah. her father. So. <laughs> <laughs> so you're listening to The Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio. We're live each and every day, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m to 11 a Las Vegas time live and worldwide on the Vegas video network these shows are archived forever and ever and ever amen I'm a professional sports better handicapper featured all over my own website pritchardspicks.com opt in today for free daily picks remember some of the information is free some of the information you do have to pay for on my site you'll see the latest in regards to my sports betting seminar coming up how to bet football and win at Harris Hotel Casino on the strip Las Vegas, Friday, September 6th. I'll be joined by my good friend, colleague, fellow professional sports better, Dink. 
Dink, featured in the movie Lay the Favorite, sports betting movie starring Bruce Willis as Dink. I'm also featured on VegasInsider.com. We have a million views per day, a sports betting informational website. Check that out. I love the site. The plays are time-stamped and documented. Tim Donahue, former NBA official, reached out to me a few weeks ago. I'm now one of the premier handicappers on Tim's site, RefPicks.com. Scott Pritchard alongside Brett Grant. Independently, we're not too impressive, but together we are the odds couple. What a fun show yesterday. My good buddy Daryl Wright, famous comedian, along with Amanda Blow. She always attracts the male viewers. Wasn't that fun? It was fun. Always good that Daryl's able to uh, come in and spend some time with us. And, and uh, Amanda, uh, she's like... Uh, between your sandwich over there, she what do you call her? Them? She's not, I was going to say something bad, but I can't say that. So <laughs> I realize your daughter's here. I, I can't possibly say that. But no, it was, it was a fun show for sure. So Daryl Wright <laughs> and Amanda Blow, our guests yesterday, the very lovely, talented, beautiful Skylar Pritchard, age 10, going on 18. Your daughter graduated high school this past week. Yes. I understand, if I'm not mistaken, 159 students in her class. She finished 11th. That's outstanding. Yeah, very proud of her, especially with all the things that she had to go through over that uh, period of time. Uh, with our family, we had some issues going on. My health uh, being one of those significant things going through that. So she was uh, very focused uh, academically and uh, and did very well. So I'm very proud of her. You are who your friends are. I feel, feel blessed to be here with Jacob Cannon, Scott Whitney, the executive producer. His daughter, I mean, you have any idea how hard it is to get into Harvard? His daughter right, is knocking it out at Harvard University. Harvard. So, hey, we're hanging with some pretty good company. She, Harvard Law School graduate. Wow. That's pretty impressive. You see what? See what you got to live up to, Skyler? It's got a lot of pressure on you. But, uh, no, very, very impressive, that's for sure. Well, we were talking about Lionel Hollins being out for the Memphis Grizzlies as their coach. Mo Cheeks, okay, former player, great player, likable coach, likable player, coached the Portland Trailblazers, underachieved. But now he's in as the coach of the Detroit Pistons. And I understand. I, I like Mo Cheeks. Okay, he's a hard guy not to like. As a coach, I think he's average on his best day. But like you say, it's somewhat of a revolving door. Once you're in as an NBA coach, you're in. It's a lifelong, lifetime club. But the thing that, right. I, and I don't know if you remember this, but years ago there was a lady who won a contest. She was maybe 12 years old. And she was singing the national anthem before a basketball game, and she forgot the words halfway through. I do remember Maurice Cheeks story. was the coach at the time, and he went up and helped her and sang. And 20,000 fans joined. It's a feel-good moment. But, again, I don't know what that has to do with winning and losing when it comes to the NBA basketball. Well, I think the thing when you look at with the Detroit Pistons is their roster. What do they have on that roster that's going to make you think that Mo Cheeks is going to be the guy that's going to turn that around? It's not a very talented team. It, it might be you know, one of the least talented teams in the, Eastern, in the Eastern Conference overall. I mean, I thought Mo did a decent job in Portland. He's out there in relative anonymity out in Portland with some players and had some issues with a couple of guys that uh, underperformed. Uh, in spots, but if Brandon Knight and Kim English and Will Bynum and and some of their young players like a Greg Monroe and and Charlie Villanueva and yeah you know if those guys grow and mature, they have a very young roster. There is talent on the roster, but I don't know how quickly they can turn that thing around, especially with uh, what they have to deal with in their own division and of course in the conference. It's going to take some time. I think Mo Cheeks again, the fact that he's proven as a coach limited basis okay he's a good coach not great Lionel Hollins again boy timing's everything I mean where do you think Lionel Hollins will end up at the end of the day well I, I, I 
I don't think 56-win coaches sit around very long in the unemployment line. I, I got to think that he'll get a look at it in, with the Clippers or wherever openings might yet be open uh, open around. I mean, I, yeah, he and George Carl, whether you like them or not, they do win in the regular season, which means I'll have sold-out arenas. I'll, I'll sell lots of popcorn and beer and soda and souvenirs, and we'll win 56 games and – People will feel good about themselves, and the, and the playoffs are a crapshoot in a lot of ways. Um, I can't see those guys, either one of them, being out of coaching very long. What about Vinny Del Negro? The former coach of the L.A. Clippers led that team to, I believe it was 56 wins this year, the most they had ever won. So you have three very good coaches in Lionel yeah. Hollins, George Carl, Denver, Del Negro for the Denver Nuggets after coaching the Chicago Bulls. He was kind of run out of town there. I, I right. thought he, he ended up with somewhat of a raw deal there. But we know in L.A., Chris Paul, CP3, is running the show, not the coach. Well, then you also have Jason Kidd. They're looking at him as potentially going right off the court to becoming a coach very, very quickly. So, yeah, I, th- I agree with you. I think Vinny Del Negro was also a guy who was uh, probably should have been um, treated better than he was. So a lot of these guys have been, you know, pushed aside because of player issues or lack of response in the postseason. But they're all winners in the regular season. NBA playoffs, we're talking Game 3 tonight, Miami Heat on the road taking on the San Antonio Spurs. We're going to talk about that. We want to talk talk now about Stanley Cup Final Game 1 tomorrow night, Chicago Blackhawks at home against the Boston Bruins. I see that the Blackhawks are favored in Game 1. The total, I believe, is 5 under minus 30, 35, 40 cents. But the series price, Chicago favored as well, and it's somewhat conducive, comparable to the f- Game 1 side total. Line. Well, you know, you have you have two terrific teams, uh, winners of the Stanley Cup two years ago and three years ago representing the finals here this year. The Kings won last year, and then you go back, you had Boston and you had Chicago had won the Cups uh, in previous years. Two terrific teams, original six teams, two teams with a great history against each other. You go back to the days of Stan Mikita and, and Bobby Orr and, and Bobby Hull and all the great players, you know, whether it was uh, Phil Esposito and Tony Esposito, goalie and, and brother, uh, against each other as a uh, forward. Should be a great series. I mean, Tuka Rask, the goalie of the Boston Bruins, was absolutely terrific against the Pittsburgh Penguins in that series where the Bruins just annihilated the Penguins. And then Corey Crawford was very, very good against uh, the L.A. Kings. And, of course, Patrick Kane has changed his name to Hattrick Kane as he had three goals uh, and had a hat trick. That's where you throw your hat, Skyler, right on the ice. And you don't get it, and you don't get it back. You think they would give it back to you. He said, I'm up here in road G. Can I have my hat back? He <laughs> said, no, no, you threw it on the fa- – now, if you, if you throw things on the court in basketball, they send you away, right? They say, no, you got to leave. It's not but allowed. in hockey, you're allowed to do it. Right. In Detroit, they throw octopi on the ice. They do. <laughs> it's a tradition. But anyway, yeah, it should be a great series. I think uh, it's nothing like playing hockey in the middle of June. Although, if you looked at the weather yesterday in Chicago, it looked like it was going to snow. Uh, with all the fog rolling in. But it uh, should be a very good series. Great offensive team in the Blackhawks. Very good goaltending right now. And, of course, the big monster, six foot nine, Zdeno Charo on the blue line for the Boston Bruins. He's a big guy. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how, they, how he is able to stop Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane, the big offensive uh, juggernauts of the Blackhawks. You should touched on adverse weather in the Midwest and even back east yesterday. Interesting, the O's-Angels game played, it looked like a mud bowl. I mean, there was a big two-hour-plus 
rain delay in that game before the O's ultimately won the game. It's interesting. I, I do look at the weather report before I bet a game, and it's a good thing because yesterday I liked Jared Weaver minus the uh, 25 cents. Right. But you always have to buy or beware. Think in terms of, okay, do you want to – in this case, it, it played out. They got the game in and all that. But do you want to tie up the time, the money, knowing that maybe your star ace pitcher is only going to go two or three innings, and then there's a big, long rain delay. He may or may not come back. So, I mean, chances are he's not. So you want to take that into consideration when you're handicapping these games as well. But in Chicago, fog settling in. Yeah, I was going to talk about that on, on Are You Kidding Me? But the, in the let's talk about the Angels <coughs> game. That looked like they were playing in Lake Pontchartrain. I mean, it was it was unbelievable the amount of water that was on that field in a short period of time. And I guess you could have played the first five innings, but in the bottom of the fifth, the Angels waited one to nothing. The Orioles came back and scored two runs, and it looked like they were going to call the game, delay the game right there. They decided to keep playing, ended up being 2-2, and then a huge error by Josh Hamilton on a ball that skipped. You know, it's like you skip rocks on the lake. Ball just skipped right underneath his glove, and that's not necessarily his fault, uh, went by him, ends up being 4-2 Orioles, water everywhere, and they finally decide to stop the game for a delay. I mean, guys are sliding to second base on water skis yesterday. I, I don't know what they were doing. Talk about player safety. If I'm the owner of either one of those teams, with the amount of money I have invested on the field, I'm a little upset that the umpires didn't stop that game a little sooner. I'm with you there. I mean, we want to see the players perform. We want you go to a game, you tie up the time to watch it on TV. You want to see the players play, but not at the risk of risking an injury. I mean, right. it's a long season, six months, 162 games plus the playoffs. But Josh Hamilton, you touched on the fact that he had a key, key error in that game. And Josh Hamilton is known for many things. Defense is not one of them. Yeah, no, you're right. It was he did hit a home run in the game. That's where they got their one run, I believe. Oh, Mike tried hit a homer, but uh, but Hamilton, 11th, yeah, yeah, tried homer to give him the one nothing lead. But uh, yeah, that was just a, it was a very big play in the game, and it ends up ends up being the winning run was scored, and more than likely that error does not happen if they had delayed the game when they should have delayed the game. A hit like that, the ball would have bounced. It would have came right where it was supposed to be. But because they were playing under adverse field conditions, the ball skipped. It went under his glove. And uh, the Angels ended up losing the game 4-3 last night. We're talking baseball on the odds couple. We're live and worldwide. Vegas Video Network. Check us out live Monday through Friday, AM 1400 KSHP Radio. My name is Scott Pritchard alongside Brett Grant. I'm a professional sports better handicapper. I've been fortunate having won sports handicapping contests in Las Vegas. Check out my picks at Pritchard'sPicks.com. I want to talk about the L.A. Dodgers. We broadcast the Dodger games here. We also broadcast the Los Angeles Clipper basketball games, the Dallas Cowboys football games, BYU football. But our Dodgers, man, they've underachieved. Last night, their stud horse ace going. Kershaw, a buck ninety favorite, a buck eighty, buck seventy-five. The money came in on the dog, and once again, uh, dogs have been barking once again this baseball season. And the Dodgers, man, what is their problem? Don Mattingly, that is their problem. <laughs> it's it's that simple. The man is not a very good manager. I mean, you got your ace on the mound who was pitching very well. They moved. They got the superstar sensation in the Cuban Puig, who has been terrific. They moved him down to the four-hole now, and he's still hitting the ball all over the place. You had the lead. You end up losing the game yesterday, what, 5-4, as the, the Diamondbacks rallied to, to win the game. And, and again, Don Mattingly kind of butchered the end of the game. It's 5-4 uh, late. They bring in Brandon League, and Brandon League uh, gives up the lead, basically. 
Yeah, you were one of the few people calling this early. You really questioned his managerial style and competence. I mean, he was a very good player, of course, Mm -hmm. but oftentimes great players do not make great managers. And Mattingly has been questionable, average. Well, how would you like to be Clayton Kershaw? You leave the game, your team is winning three to one. You walk out the locker room and you lost five to four, and you're like, "What happened, guys?" I gave you the lead. I gave you seven strong innings, six hits, uh, and then Jansen came in, pitched the eighth perfectly, and here comes Brandon League, gives up four runs on four hits. Uh, he walks a guy and, and blows the save, gets only two guys out, and you walk out with a loss. And the Dimebacks are a very good team. Nobody talks about the Dimebacks. They are in first place, by the way. Just, oh, by the way, and, I believe no, nobody knows games. that. Yeah, yeah right. nobody knows that. <laughs> uh, you can go out and ask nine guys on the st- ten guys in the street, and nine guys will say the Giants or the Dodgers. Right. And the other guys go... Are the Dimebacks even in our league? <laughs> are they in our division? These are yeah. the same guys betting baseball right. on a daily yeah. basis. Oh, yeah, so. just betting the Dodgers. Yeah, that plate guy's pretty good. <laughs> I'm blindly betting Kershaw. Well, and that's the thing. We talk about this quite a bit, and I know you do as well. Um, with a back end of the bullpen as unreliable as the Dodgers have and Kershaw playing, if you're going to bet him, you got to bet him for the first five innings. It's surprising Or pray he throws a complete game. Right. But you then know. you're gambling a little bit because right. as good as you can be, you will make your bet based on who the starting pitchers are. The concern is, as good of a handicapper as you might be, you do not know. I don't know who's going to be pitching in the 6th, 7th, 8th inning. I know who my closer is. I know who your closer is. But I don't know who's going to be pitching in the 10th, 11th, 12th inning. So the idea is if you have an ace pitcher and you like the guy and you like the matchup and your bullpen is questionable a la the Dodgers, then bet the first five innings. What's surprising to me, Brett, is the sports books, for the most part, it pays to shop. It's like anything else. You want to grind, scalp, get the best of it every single play that you bet. But it's amazing to me how they don't really shade the first five innings compared to the nine. It's almost always within five cents of the game side line. You know, the the Dodgers, the loss last night could really have a, a big effect on them negatively. To see, well, It'll be interesting to see how they respond. Even Vince Scully was kind of beside himself last night um, and has been a little more outspoken about how poorly the Dodgers have been playing this year and how poorly they've finished some games. So uh, it, it's pretty obvious. Although the, the, you know, the rookie sensation from Cuba, Puig, has been terrific. He's batting 500. He had three hits again last night. Uh, he's really the only thing that's sparking that team along offensively. You've got a lot of guys on the disabled list. Jeff Kemp, of course, we've talked to our, uh, quite a bit about him on the DL. They've moved Andre, Andre Ethier over to center field. Carl Crawford has been hurt as well. So you got Hairston. Or, or Van Slyke or Skip Schumacher out in the outfield. Um, the Dodgers are a mess right now. I mean, they got Nick Punto playing shortstop. Nick Punto is about 84 years old. He has a wheelchair. <laughs> he's been around forever. <laughs> yeah. He's a scrappy dude, uh, but he's not a shortstop. He's a utility guy. He needs to be coming off your bench, giving you a spot start. He's playing every day, uh, and it's, it's, it's not the best way to utilize him. So when you have these injuries, you're utilizing guys in roles they're not comfortable with, and it's just uh, it's not going to be effective for you. You're listening to The Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio Live and Worldwide Vegas. Video network live chat up and running. Studio line open 702-221-7283. Enjoyed hearing from a gentleman, Steve, yesterday wanting to talk basketball, spurs, and heat. Let me bring in the big fat wheel. This is called Spin to Win. Spurs taking on the heat. The Miami Heat are getting two points. The smart 
Sports better bets with their head, never their heart. Check your emotions. Check your ego at the door. I am forced to make an argument for whatever the wheel says. Brett automatically has to take the opposing side because the smart sports better understands you should be able to make an argument for either side before you step up and bet your hard-earned money. This Who do is, I have? This is great because yesterday you had the Spurs. Today you have the Heat. Miami Heat. Yes. Wow. Yes. You know, the sports books, I think they have the number right at two, but they have the wrong team favored. Have they not been paying attention? The Miami Heat, third straight year they've made it to the NBA Finals. The Miami Heat won the title a year ago. They're better than they were a year ago. There's a reason why this line opened two and a half. The money has come in on Miami because that's the right side. FTM, follow the money. It works in life. It works in business. It works in sports betting if you want to know which way the wise guys joe public is not driving that number professional wise guy sports bettors are driving that number miami heat they're going to buck the trend here because the fact is we've talked about this it's been documented zigzag they have been a team when the heat lose they come on like a house on fire like they did very predictable in game two they not only win they win going away they were favored by five and a half six six and a half is what the line closed they ended up winning by 19 points, 103-84, two short days ago. Now, history has proven that this Heat team, when they win, they get lazy. They get complacent. That's in the past, okay? That's in the past. If you can't get motivated for Game 3 NBA Finals, this is the time. That, the, the problem with the Heat, they turn it on, they turn it off. I love the Spurs because you know what you're going to get. Continuity, consistency, they believe in the system, they believe in each other, and they play hard for this city of San Antonio, and they play hard for Coach Greg Popovich. In this situation, because the wheel says I have to make an argument for the Heat, Miami Heat plus the two. All right, got to go on the other side, and, and uh, you, you gave me the, the main argument, which is the Heat are a zigzag team. We look at that theory they win game. They lose game one. They came out. They played great in game two. And now we go back on the other side and we look at the Spurs, who did what they needed to do in Miami. They got a win. Now they've got three straight at home. The last thing they need to do is immediately go back and lose game three and give back that home court advantage back to the Miami Heat. You're going to get a very focused effort from the uh, San Antonio Spurs tonight. They didn't play well at all in game two in the final maybe, what, 15, 17 minutes of the game. They got blown out. That'll be um, stuck in their craw a little bit. And I think Greg Popovich will make that adjustment. They've done a very good job of controlling LeBron James, a great job uh, in controlling the big three overall. It was Mario Chalmers who beat him up in game two. That's not going to happen again. I like the Spurs. I'm laying only two at home. I've got a great team that nobody thinks I can do it. I think I'm in great shape with Tim Duncan and Splitter didn't play very well. Kawhi Leonard didn't play well. Duncan didn't play well. Tony Parker was okay in game two. They're, they didn't play well in game two. I think the Spurs will be very good, especially at home, comfortable. Watch out. It'll be raining threes. Hallelujah in San Antonio. <laughs> I'll take the. I'll, I'll lay the two and with the Spurs. What a difference a month or two makes. I mean, the whole world, not you and me so much, but the rest of the world down on the San Antonio Spurs. I mean, the fact is they finished 3-7 and seven their last 10 games, mm -hmm. but we warned our viewers and our listeners that the San Antonio Spurs would win the West. I put my money where my mouth is. San Antonio Spurs to win the West, plus 250, plus 220. It was, it was nice. And I understand that had Russell Westbrook not gotten hurt, it would have been a photo, but that's why you're getting big fat pluses and you hedge. In this case, didn't have to hedge a copper penny because come the moment of truth, Western Conference Finals against the Memphis Grizzlies, they never faced 
faced an elimination game, meaning I did not have to face the sports book by hedging, right. which, which, which is great. But I look at this Game 3 situation with the San Antonio Spurs at home against the Miami Heat. We know how challenging it is. Now, they changed the format. It's 2-3-2. Two, two. It's been that way, but they changed it from the rest of the postseason. It, it's 2-2-1-1-1. Two, right. two, one, one, one. In the finals, it's 2-3-2, two, two, but it's very rare that the home team, a la the Spurs in this case, will win. It's so challenging to win three right. consecutive games at home. I would expect the Spurs, I think it's reasonable to expect that they'll win two of the three. They'll be a small favorite in all three, barring a major injury, meaning they'd have to go back to Miami for games six and seven. We know they're a very good road team. They'd have to win one of those final two games. So I want to talk to you about the series price, adjusted series price. Going in, the... Miami Heat, they were favored basically about minus 220 is what they were. Now, after game one, the Spurs were favored to win the series. Today, it's 1-1. Now, it's best three out of five. Basically, three of those five games are in San Antonio. So, as you said, Brett, they have stolen home court advantage away from Miami. The Heat are favored a buck seventy. Take back plus 50, 55 cents on the Spurs. Interesting to me because... The next three games are in San Antonio. Three of the remaining five games are in San Antonio, yet the Heat are favored a buck seventy. To me, it seems a bit happy. I was uh, hanging with Matt Yeomans from the Las Vegas Review-Journal yesterday at Red Rock Sportsbook, and we were talking about we thought there might be some value with the Spurs at the plus 55, mm -hmm. based on what I just said, right. knowing that they're favored in this game and next game and game five. But the money has moved against I mean, the money has been on the heat. So, I mean, it moved up to 75, 80 cents, Miami. How do you see this playing out? Well, that's a good point. I was curious. I was going to ask you this myself. The series opened about $2, right? Right around there? Well, it opened anywhere from 2 to 220 to 250 depending okay. on where you look. But these sports books oftentimes are such whores that they had the juice. That would be minus 250 plus two, 200. Right. Generally, the average was minus 220 plus 90, minus 220 plus 2, depending upon where you looked. That so was if, you the, want, if you wanted San Antonio, you should have played them before the series started because you would have gotten maybe plus $2, $1.90, Now. It won one. You're only getting a dollar fifty-five, and very easily Miami comes in and wins one of these games. All Miami wants to do is get this thing back home, where they feel comfortable back home, right? See, I respectfully disagree with that. Right. I, in fact, I think now, if you like the Spurs, this would, is an ideal time to be on okay. them because even at plus two to one before the series started, I mean, for all intent and purpose, the Heat were favored by five to six, six and a half points. So you had to figure it was reasonable the Heat would probably win those first two games. But lightning struck. The Spurs won the first game, right. so it's. One, one But now, all things being equal, we know the Spurs are a small favorite. You always want to put yourself in favorable positions to where if the worst should happen, come an elimination game, you can hedge, get off, but you want to deal with pluses, right. never minuses. So the idea here is I would rather have the Spurs at plus 55 cents today than plus 2 to 1 before the series started. I mean, okay. but I didn't. I didn't know that the Spurs were going to win Game One. Right. Okay. Right. So, but going into that series, mathematically speaking, I think it makes better sense today to bet plus fifty-five cents on the Spurs, knowing that three of the five games are in San Antonio, as opposed to knowing that the Heat had home court four of seven games. Right. At plus two to one. Makes sense. Hindsight's twenty-twenty. I mean, sure. hindsight, of course. I mean, knowing that the Spurs won Game One, then uh, you know it changes everything. Okay. One game changes everything. You're listening to The Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio. 
Las Vegas Sin City. It doesn't get much better than this. Talking sports on a day-in, day-out basis. We're live and worldwide. Vegas Video Network live chat up and running. I love those live, live chat questions. I mean, we heard from Steve yesterday mm-hmm. on the studio line. and then Steve also says heat and six, by the way. The heat and six? That's what he just said, yeah. Steve... If you really believe that, you're in the right town. You will make some serious money. You can bet an exact number of games. I don't suggest that because, again, the sports books are such whores that they will not give you. Uh, it would be nice if they would let you bet the other side of that. That Okay, it's one thing for you to put up a prop that you can bet that the Heat will win an exact number of games, but they won't put up the opposite. Like, I bet that that won't happen because that, that way at least you get somewhat of a fair shot if you can shop. Reduce the vig, the rub, the juice per the sports books. Right. But Steve, I always has an opinion. I I like that. We uh, he's one of the mainstays. He's always dialed in for live chat, occasionally calling in, talking some sports. Feel free, Steve, to pick up the phone. Give us a call. We'll talk specifics on the Spurs Heat. Two two one seven two eight three is the number. Seven zero two 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 one seven two eight three. Well, it should be an interesting final five games. Now, what happens to the series price? Let's say two games from now. When it's two, if it's two 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 games from now, and two of the final three games are in Miami, do you expect the series price to go back to where it was at the original start of the series? I actually would expect it to go higher, higher than that. Okay, because again, the longer something goes, the more the greater the chance that it will play out the way it's supposed to. Random things happen in a short sample size. That's how come if you're handicapping ten games and you hit 7 out of 10, congratulations. I'm not impressed. That's 70%. That's world-class and kicking ass. Congratulations. I'm not impressed. I am impressed if you go 700 and 300. It's 70%. All numbers are not created equally. The idea is a long sample range will give you a real barometer. I would rather have 400 more winners as opposed to 4, yet they're both 70%. So you'll see if it is... 2-2, 2-2, game five, even though that's in San Antonio, two of the last three games would be in Miami, you would see it, I think, higher. But it all depends on how the series is played. Even looking back to the Spurs-Grizzlies, I have to deal with objective reality, being an independent progressive thinker. I look at the Spurs taking on the Grizzlies. I mean, yeah, the Spurs won all four games, and I'm very happy. But two of those four games went overtime and could have went either way. Right. So if you look at the Heat Spurs, I really believe the two best teams in basketball are playing for the NBA final. And what I like about basketball, the better team generally wins. So I respect what Steve says. I mean, and that's why they're favored. Even though three of the next five games are in San Antonio, there's a reason why the Miami Heat are favored right. to win this series. Should be fun. I, I, you know, I, I look at uh, what San Antonio is able to do with guys like Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard and, and Splitter and, of course, Duncan and Ginobili and Parker. And they talk about the, San Antonio has their big three. The Heat have their big three. Let's say the threes cancel each other out a little bit. Um, the Heat might be a little uh, – The I should say the Spurs might be a little deeper than the Miami Heat are. The San Antonio Spurs are deeper, and they rebound the ball better than the Heat. The Miami Heat have done it a number of different ways, but their Achilles heel is rebounding the ball. But you have to love the Spurs. They're, they're not sexy. I love this team. All they do is win. And it starts at the top, their leader, okay? Their leader, Greg Popovich. They bought into his system. But you look at the talent level between the Heat and the Spurs, and you look at the draft. I'm glad you brought this up. I really am, because in 2003, Bosch 
James Wade. I mean, these guys were top five picks. Top five players picked. All right? If you look at Manu Ginobili, he was picked up. He was the 57th player drafted in round two. Tony Parker, 28, 28th player in the first round. 20, he's the best point guard in basketball. Forget CP3. Forget the media well, he, what well, you're hearing. In, I'm telling you, Tony Parker is the best point guard in basketball. And both guys, international players. Maybe uh, you know, San Antonio obviously has done a good job going international with guys. And other franchises don't do as good of a job. Maybe it's because it's not their focus as much or they just don't. Don't you know the guys they're shooting for internationally don't pan out, but they've got three international players that are very productive players. Uh, you know, Splitter, the other one, along with uh, you know the two you mentioned, that are very big contributors to the Spurs roster. It goes to leadership. It goes to management. A good leader influences, services others, and leads by example. And the Spurs are living proof of this. Manu Ginobili, the 57th player drafted. And he went to the second round. Nine players before him didn't even get a shot to play. Didn't even make an NBA roster. And yet this guy is, is a star player, Tony Parker. Well, how about Splitter in 2007? I mean, again, th- but you, bring, you brought up a good point. An international team. This team, unlike any other, and I think it has to do, I mean, Boris Diaw. Yeah. Splitter is from Brazil. Uh, Dial France, Parker France, Ginobili, where's he from? Argentina. Right on. So, I mean, it's an international sport, Don't and the Spurs have me. taken. Argentina. <laughs> he, I mean, the well, Spurs have think, figured it out. Well, I think the international flavor for, of the Spurs also is an important part because the international player, their mentality is a lot different than the American player. They are very unselfish players. They move the basketball. They all can do varieties of things they're not just a you know one trick pony like you see some american players are who love to get to the basket who don't have the mid-range jump shot who are guys who are bombers and they don't go to the basket these guys can go to the basket they can shoot 10-foot jumpers they can shoot three-pointers they can pass they can play defense they can rebound they do all those things scott pritchard brett grant odds couple kshp am 1400 radio i'm with the love of my life my beautiful angelic daughter Skylar Pritchard she's 10 years old going on 18 man oh man am I a lucky guy or what she's still awake we haven't put her to sleep yet <laughs> she's still smiling she, she she does laugh on cue I'll give her that as well she does and you know the thing is I told her that we're going to mute her mic okay but next time we will have her share her thoughts but I have to say this is the quietest I've ever heard her be in her 10 years <laughs> Uh, is there a mute button I wonder I could find at home? Doubtful. <laughs> Doubtful. <laughs> and I wouldn't want it any other way. She's awesome. So you're listening to The Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio, live and worldwide, Vegas Video Network, Brett Grant, Scott Pritchard. We're going to take a commercial break. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Have you ever thought you should be on the radio? Or have you considered doing an online video show or podcast? If so, now is your only chance to do both at the same time. KSHP and the Vegas Video Network have teamed up to provide the only multi-camera broadcast quality video and live radio simulcast in Las Vegas. And instead of having your show played at some ungodly hour, the KSHP Vegas Video Network partnership is producing shows that play from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. Imagine having your own radio show broadcasting to the entire Las Vegas Valley and combine that with an online presence that is viewed in all 50 states and 150 countries, both live and on demand. 
This is a first and an outstanding opportunity to give voice to your business, your ideas, and your talent. If you'd like your own show on KSHP and the Vegas Video Network, contact us today at 221-1200. That's 221-1200. Welcome back to The Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio. Live and worldwide, Vegas Video Network. We would love for you to reach out to us here. Simply Email us at oddscouple at vegasvideonetwork.com. That's oddscouple at vegasvideonetwork.com. We also have web-based voicemail. would love to hear your voice on our show. Simply go to our site, Vegas Video Network. Right-hand side, there's a red bar. Click there. Middle of the page, a green bar. Hit the Start Record button. And we have live chat that's up and running. And the studio line is open at 702-221-7283. If you do miss us live, no worries. Check us out. Vegas Video Network, YouTube, iTunes, Roku. Welcome to my world. I get annoyed on a day-to-day basis, and it usually has to do with sports, sports betting. Are you kidding me? Well, I'm going to start off with the segment. We talked a little bit about it yesterday. Uh, The two games yesterday in Chicago, the White Sox and the Cubs, both were at home yesterday, and they played in this amazing fog. Usually, guys like Vita Blue might have played in a fog, or Doc Ellis back in the day, they were in a fog going through because they were uh, in trouble, but, uh, but... Major League Baseball, uh, usually it's obviously it's the umpire who decides when to c- delay a game, when not to delay a game based on field conditions and adverse weather. We saw it in Baltimore where they should have stopped in a rain delay, maybe an in- a full inning before they did. Yesterday I'm watching both games, and there's times when you could not see the outfielders. And the batters didn't necessarily have a problem. They could see the ball coming into them. They're hitting the ball, and you're watching the replays, and it was like, remember the uh, the, the football game, the Bears, Eagles, the Eagles? Bears, late 80s. Yeah. Randall cutting him back to throw. Where did he go? <laughs> That's I mean, a fly. Imagine a fly, a baseball, which is already white right. with a little Mississippi mud on it because that's what they rub on the baseballs. So it's a little grayish into a gray sky, into a fog that is laying literally on the field, and guys are expected to f- play baseball. How is that safe? Guys throwing baseballs at 90-plus miles per hour, 95 miles an hour at hitters who can't see the ball. Are you kidding me that they allowed both of these games? Now, the White Sox game was delayed. The Cubs game, I don't think ever was. I watched a lot of it. It was never delayed. Brandon Phillips Phillips managed to hit a grand slam. I don't know how he saw the ball. He said, actually, it was kind of, he goes, I thought they were barbecuing across the street in the the stands because it it looked like a a, a cloud of smoke coming across in the barbecue. We've seen the fogs here, Scott, from the fires sure. and the smoke that comes across. Imagine playing a baseball game in that. That's what they did yesterday on the north side and the south side, and there's a picture of it. I can't see the scoreboard. I can't see center field, uh, the center fielder. They're playing in that. That's very unsafe. I think uh, the umpires did a poor job. So are you kidding me in that one? My Are You Kidding Me segment has to do with Tim Tebow. It's Tebow time! Stop. Tebow time. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it just occurred to me, you know, my daughter goes to a private Christian school, Mountain View Christian School, and they love Tim Tebow. Me? Not so much. Because I'm about, what do you do on the field? Tim Tebow has just signed with one of my favorite teams because they have the best coach on the planet, Bill Belichick. They signed Tim Tebow, 
for next year. And I, I know Brett loves Tim Tebow. I know the masses love Tim Tebow. Skyler, I understand that you like Tim Tebow. What is it about Tim Tebow that you like? Um, that he's Christian and that he loves God. Imagine that, see, a Christian school student loving Tim Tebow because, like you, he's a Christian. Me, professional sports better. I don't like Tim Tebow. Why <laughs> are we always talking about Tim Tebow? The guy, fact is, he had 39 yards passing more. He had 39 more passing yards than I did last year. Tim Tebow is a fraud. What say you? He also has more playoff wins than you. Wait, you want to? I, I want to talk about won. his last playoff well, the, the when he lost by like a hundred points. Well, well, they were projected to. The, they have a good. The reason were Tim Tebow won. The Steelers? Were they favored against the Steelers in the game? At home. I'm just saying. I didn't at remember. home, yes. Okay. A small, small favorite. So okay. he didn't do anything they weren't projected to do. But here's what happened: Tim Tebow had a following because every week they would find themselves down. Why? Because he was inept at quarterback. Well, no. But he would always come back. But the reason the Broncos went on a winning streak that year was because of their tremendous defense and a very very good good. running game. So I give credit where credit is due, but it's painful to watch this guy throw a pass. Well, do we all agree that Bill Belichick is a great coach? Do we agree with that or no? He's the best coach on the planet, period. Okay. So that would mean he's a great coach. Super great. (laughs) Okay. So he must see something in Tim Tebow because, in fact, he called him – what did he call him? He called him talented. So, obviously, he's not going to play unless suddenly in game one uh, Tom Brady has the injury like he had and suddenly Matt Matt Castle's career uh, came out and said, well, look at me, I'm Matt Castle, and suddenly he got millions of dollars. So he's going to be a backup. He's wearing number five. I'm not sure if that matters or not. But – he was in camp today, mini camp for the. What does Bill Belichick see in him that other coaches are running from? First of all, he was completely misused, miscast, uh, everything in New York. What a disaster that was! A bad mistake by Tim Tebow, who probably doesn't make a lot of them. He made a bad choice by choosing to go to New York. Maybe it was good for his endorsements, but it certainly wasn't good for his image as a football player. He's a good teammate. He works hard. The guys in Denver liked him even though they might not have respected his ability at times. I think he's been miscast in what he's been able to do. He can be a serviceable player. He's not a great thrower today, no, but he's a, he's a good thinker on the field. He's a football player. If you gave me 53 Tim Tebows, I'm going to win more games than I lose because he's got the heart, desire, tenacity, fortitude, determination that I want in all of my players. He has that never-give-up attitude. He's willing to learn. He's willing to work hard. Uh, and he's willing to accept his mistakes and his limitations and work hard to try and get better. I How like long? that person. How long have you had this man crush on Tim Tebow? Just, I, didn't lo- <laughs> I, d- I was not a fan of his at the University of Florida. I really wasn't. But you know what? They won at Florida, and he won. He made the big play when it needed to be he made. He won you over with those 39 passing yards he had for the entire no, season last what. year. Against Don't the let Steelers? facts get in the way of a good story. Okay, last year doesn't count. I mean, come on. Nobody was succeeding. They had 12 quarterbacks in New, <laughs> in New York. It was, how was I think his McElroy? rating was still higher how than was, Sanchez. How Exactly. How was Sanchez? Exactly. There you go. Look at that picture up there. <laughs> <laughs> but how about, how about the pass? How about the timeliness of the pass to Demario Thomas to win the playoff game against the Steelers? Anybody expecting that throw? So... It's all about being clutch, finding a way to win. They weren't going to beat New England. We all knew they weren't going to beat New England. They got destroyed 45-10. I remember exactly where I was watching. I didn't watch that game. I was coaching third base, checking my phone. I had the Patriots. 
touchdown. You laid double digits. Go, go, go score a run. Touchdown. Score a run. <laughs> touchdown. Touchdown. That's <laughs> exactly. great. Hey, they're up 35-10. to 10. This game's easy. And it, it was. It was just a, a complete mismatch in that particular game. But, I, you know, a lot of people didn't give them a chance either against Pittsburgh, even though they were a small favorite. Uh, in that game, a lot of people, a lot of money came in on Pittsburgh, if I'm not mistaken. In right, that game. right. So. In fact, a lot of people, myself included, got hurt going against this clown, this fraud, during the course of the regular season. I remember it started, they were down 15 zip to the Miami Dolphins. I was looking good, feeling good, because I had the Dolphins minus 2.5. Next thing I know, it's 15-15 because of your right. boy, Tebow, and they ultimately won the game straight up 18-15, which cost me money. So maybe that's why I've got a vendetta against this guy. There, now we <laughs> know why. He cost you money. I saw, that's him, what it's I all saw him speak live, Tyler. <laughs> or Skyler, I'm sorry, I saw him speak live. He was very good. You saw Tim Tebow speak. He, I would imagine he's he inspirational, was. motivational. He was. He was up at uh, Canyon Ridge Church here in Las Vegas a couple of years ago, and uh, he was very inspirational, yes. My boys wanted to see him, so we went and saw him. Well, I would think that, I mean, in terms of not having much talent, by working hard alone and having a good, solid work ethic, look how far he has come. So I get that. I respect that. It sounds like another Rudy Right. Story, well, which he's played more than Rudy. He's, I mean, th- look, he's more than a one play walk-on. He's not. D- does Tim Tebow have a movie? Not, no, he doesn't. Well, then he can't compare to Rudy. He probably will eventually. <laughs> but he's a he's a national champion two times, right? And then he came through and and was a first round draft choice. So somebody liked him. I, ironically, Josh McDaniel, who was not the assistant to Bill Belichick, who was then the coach of the Denver Broncos. Guess what? Guess where Josh McDaniel is now. He's back with New England, and that's why he's back in New England as well. Well, I think, to get back to your original point, as far as what is Bill Belichick doing, first of all, Belichick is a genius. And there's one person on the planet you do not question. Bill Belichick, he's a genius. I'm talking about, he's basically saying, screw you, National Football League. I will take this guy in, and he will not be a distraction. But I'm not buying your argument, saying that he's a backup QB. I mean, throw in a cheerleader before you throw in Tebow. I think they might use this guy as a tight end, although there's one problem. He can't catch. How do you know? He has hands of stone. He's got got alligator gator arms. I'm telling you. He went to Florida. That's why he went to Florida. He's got gator arms. (laughs) He, Bill Belichick <laughs> will sell you on the idea that he's a backup quarterback because he doesn't want any team thinking that, okay, well, with Hernandez and Gronkowski. But Gronk's had surgery again on his right. back, on his elbow, So on they his might shoulder, use this guy, right. I'm thinking, as a Four. blocking tight end or as a distraction on the field. But, I mean, it would be great if he actually could. But you can improve your pass-catching skills. So we'll see how it plays out. I'm intrigued. I laughed. I laughed out loud in the privacy of my home, in my office. I laughed when I saw <laughs> that Tebow was signed. I'm thinking, who? And then it's like, oh, yeah, the Patriots. Of course they did. I well, love it. it will be interesting. And I agree with you. I don't think he'll be a distraction because Belichick won't let it. Belichick doesn't talk to anybody about anything anyway. <laughs> right. He just says whatever right. and moves on to his next thing. Go ahead. We well, let's talk it. baseball. Before we get to the right side, before we get to where Brett and I put money into your pocket, I do want to touch on winning streaks. Baseball is such a streaky sport. Ride the wave baby winning streak losing streak write it you can only lose once and you can win as long as a streak look at the cleveland indians right eight consecutive losses the houston astros since they stopped playing the la (laughs) it's amazing los angeles anaheim whatever you call them angels they've lost five straight games winning streaks the royals wow look out six consecutive wins milwaukee brewers of all teams four consecutive wins looking at division 
winners at this point, Boston Red Sox along with the Detroit Tigers, Texas Rangers. Anything surprising you there right now? No, not really. No, those, those teams, the Red Sox are a bit of a surprise, but they've been very good all year. I still like Baltimore in that division. They're only three and a half games back, and it wouldn't shock me to see uh, two of those three teams make the playoffs. My Atlanta Braves winning the National League East. I say my Atlanta Braves because going into the season, I like the Nationals. But, hey, I change boats in midstream. It's a free country. I can do whatever I want. It's my show. I'll do whatever. Hey, I like the, the Braves now. They're my Just team. because the Nets are being boat raced. <laughs> that too. Why. Yes. I know you're a Cardinal fan, so we'll have some good nature or maybe not so good nature banter going on the rest of the year you've got you like the cardinals i like the braves d-backs winning the national league west at this point in time this is the part of the show where brett grant and i together put money into your pocket as we put you on the right side i'm 16 and nine feeling fine all right my uh, game yesterday fell out unfortunately actually i was never in it but that's all right the things happen but the money moved in my favor, Scott. That's good. Like That's a good sign, my friend. And so far today, the money's moving in my favor again. I'm going to go to a, a game in Wrigley Field where hopefully their fog won't be there. They, they were all bundled up yesterday. They looked like they were freezing cold. Five o'clock start, night game uh, at Wrigley Field in Chicago. Matt Garza goes uh, for the Cubbies against the Cincinnati Reds and uh, Singriani uh, in this particular spot for the Reds. The Reds are a very good team, Tony, uh, against bad teams. They dominate the bad teams. Reds Minus 120. The money is again has moved in my favor. I'm going to take the Reds minus a dollar 20. I think it's now a dollar 27 or so. Reds to win at Chicago today. Before we get to my right side, I want to recap what I did yesterday. 16 and 8 in my last 24 games going into yesterday. I like the Angels. I'm a Beweaver, Jared Weaver. He, he did okay. I mean, nothing great. I mean, they lost the game. I lost by one run. I'm 16 and 9. My last 25 plays. I'm looking at a total today. High altitude, thin air. Colorado Rockies hosting the Washington Nationals. I like the over, Red Rover, Red Rover. I love the over. I bet over 10 last night. I went ahead and sent, I do my work the night before. I sent the information, graphic information, to my good buddy Jacob Cannon, only to wake up this morning on the way to the studio. I noticed it's been bet up to 10.5 over minus 15 cents. I laid over 10. That's my play. It was my. That's what I bet. That's what I'm giving out. 16 and 9, my last 25 plays. Scott Pritchard, Pritchardspicks.com, VegasInsider.com, RefPicks.com. Here today, special guest, the love of my life. She's an angel, Skyler Pritchard. I want to thank you for sitting in with us today. Are you going to go with me to Del Mar, the Del Mar Beach Club, so we can hang with Dink again in August? You bet I am. Wasn't that fun last year? Yeah. What was your favorite part about going there? Um, I think I loved watching the horse races because it was the first time that I've ever watched something like that before. So that was really fun. Do you like sports, Skylar? Um, certain kinds. Okay. I like, I kind of like baseball. I like softball and tennis a lot. So. Well, you play tennis. Yeah. You play softball. I've seen you play basketball, and you are not a chip off the old block. You're much better than I ever could be. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you again, okay? Okay. For Skylar Pritchard, my daughter, age 10, going on 25. My name is Scott Pritchard, founder of Pritchardspicks.com, featured on VegasInsider.com, RefPicks.com. For my good buddy and co-host, Brett Grant, Scott Pritchard, wishing you a very happy Tuesday. Good luck and goodbye. <laughs>